today. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You can be seated. So good to be in the house of the Lord today. So thankful for all of God's goodness, His mercy, His blessings, allowing us to come to the house of the Lord to worship Him. And I am glad this morning that I can worship Him in spirit and in truth. How many is thankful for truth today? Amen. You shall know the truth, and the truth is going to make you free. 
Amen. I'm thankful for this wonderful truth. Thank you, Brother Duplessis, for the wonderful lesson this morning. And uh, it's just good to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, we want to um, keep our mind on the Lord, be expecting God to do great things for us. And uh, I'm just expecting good things from God this year. Amen. I'm expecting good things from the Lord this year. I'm expecting God to fill souls with the Holy Ghost this year. I'm expecting God to get a hold of backsliders this year. Amen. I believe God's going to do it. How about you? Amen. 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 You got a wonderful praise report for Brother David uh, Thursday night coming home from the jail service. They had a great time with the Lord over there. The Holy Ghost moved and, and people say, oh, I don't know about that jailhouse religion. Well, I know in the Bible some of them got jailhouse religion. Amen. I believe God can shake the jail. Amen. I believe God can, can save the very worst of sinners. Such were some of you, but you have been washed. Thank God for the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 I want to make a couple of announcements before we get into the Word of the Lord. One, let's remember all those who are sick and ask God to touch them and uh, give them a miracle in their body. I know that God is a healer and uh, God is a miracle worker, so let's pray for them. Also, let's pray for all of those that sometime between now and the service tonight, they'll get their clock adjusted right and uh, people can get back to the house of God. And uh, I tell you, this, this is your best excuse in the world, is on the Sunday morning that time springs forward. So anyway, it's amazing. It's amazing, though. Not a lot of people forget to drop it back. <laughs> but I know it can slip up on you. And uh, so we're glad for everyone that is here. And uh, also my wife needs to uh, meet with everyone that is going to the Esther conference. All the girls, ladies that will be going to Esther conference, see her immediately after church. And uh, get your name on the list for that. And uh, then I want to... Uh, announce and also uh, let you be aware of and be prepared for and be excited about. Brother Ben Weeks will be here preaching for us the 29th on Sunday morning and Sunday night. We're looking forward to that and uh, God doing something great for us. So be looking uh, forward to that, be inviting people. Brother Ben Weeks is one of Brother McDaniel's boys. And uh, so... (laughs) So uh, we'll be honored to have him here in service with us the 29th. Looking forward to that uh, Sunday morning and Sunday night. I'm not sure if his wife is going to make it or not, and uh, hopefully she can because she's a tremendous singer. Brother Brother Weeks is not too bad himself, but a tremendous preacher and uh, loves this wonderful truth, and we're looking forward to him being here with us. And so remember those announcements. Again, good to see uh, Brother Dwayne here. And uh, his family with us today, Lord bless him for being in the house. I guess they're trying to escape the snow from Arkansas, the the northern the northern state of Arkansas, and uh, get down here to the south where we don't have snow, we just have a lot of rain. But I tell you, it's been cold and rainy and miserable. I'm ready. I'm ready for springtime. How about you? 
Amen. Give us some good old sunshine. Bring some of this back around about the end of July, 1st of August into September. And uh, this cool weather we'll be ready for then. But uh, I know spring break is coming up, I guess, Monday for Silsby. And uh, spring break is here. And then all the rain. And we was trying to find some place to go where it wasn't cold and it wasn't raining. We hasn't, We haven't found that yet. But we don't have enough money to get there. So we got to get a little closer within a hundred mile circle here. So uh, anyway, we're uh, just uh, pray that everyone have a safe, safe uh, uh, spring break. I don't know how springy it'll be, but it'll be good to be out of school anyway. How about that? Man, there's never a bad day to be out of school. <laughs> We got a bunch of scholars here, man. They loving that school. I wasn't quite that way when I was going to school, but anyway. And I know the uh, the teachers thought it was a good day when they got to get rid of me. And uh, but anyway, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for uh, their endurance. <laughs> they 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 held on to that scripture that he that endureth to the end shall be released. <laughs> So uh, I I do want to uh, thank everyone. I want to thank everyone for the thanks that we have received over uh, the uh, the uh, Saints Appreciation Day that we had. And uh, there's there's not a lot of things that you get a lot of thanks for. Some things you do, and nobody ever remembers to say thank you. And uh, but I do appreciate all the cards. Uh, it's been very nice. Thank you very much for all the cards that you sent my wife and my family and myself. And uh, it was our honor and our treat to do that. And today, in case you didn't notice, this weekend is our anniversary weekend of uh, seven years of pastoring here. And uh, thank God that we have, we've made it that long. And uh, looking forward for at least another seven, hopefully. <laughs> And uh, Brother Duplessy, that would be, uh, is it uh, 40, 48, 49, 49 years that Brother Duplessy has been here? Amen. And uh, so, anyway, I, I, uh, I, uh, we were talking about, you know, we normally have a little service or something for the community. Here and uh, I decided not to do that. I feel like that that it was God in one way because the time changed. And then when I woke up and it was raining this morning, I was sitting in the chair and I said, "Oh, I'm so glad because I'd have been a nervous wreck, worried about who was going to show up." But anyway, thank the Lord for His goodness and for His blessings for the past uh, seven years, and uh, looking forward to God doing great things for us. Why don't we all stand right now? And uh, why don't we just we just lift our hands and go to the Lord in prayer today and ask God to help us in this service. Lord, we need Your help. We need Your touch. We need Your strength today, God. Oh, Jesus, we're depending on You, God. We've come to Your house to worship You. We've come to Your house to magnify You, to give You praise to give You glory because You are a great God. Why don't we just talk to Him just a moment right now. 
Oh, you're worthy. Why don't you just start telling Him how good He is today? He's a good God. He's a good God. Oh, you are so good to me, Jesus. You're so merciful to me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You are great and greatly to be... Oh, He's better than that. Hallelujah. Has He really been good to you, church? Oh, thank You for Your goodness today, Lord. Thank You for Your goodness today, Lord. Thank You for allowing me to wake up this morning, God. Thank You for health. Thank You for strength today, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 This week, we've been over at the hospital with Brother Cooper and Methodist Hospital, and I was driving uh, down that hospital district, uh, medical district road, fanning and looking at all the hospitals, and you have all the... I mean, there's all kinds of diseases and sicknesses that people have. And I looked over uh, when I was leaving the other night. I seen Texas Children's Hospital. Drove down the road, seen M.D. Anderson Hospital. Was walking out of Methodist Hospital, Baptist Hospital. And I just said, oh, thank you, Lord. I stopped at a red light and I said, thank you, Lord, for health. Thank You, Lord, for good health. Thank You, Lord, for the strength. I know everything may not be exactly like You want it, but we are a blessed people. We are a blessed people. We are a blessed people. We are a blessed people today. Hallelujah! 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 Almighty God, You're worthy of all of our praises. Hallelujah! I've been in those hospitals and see people that suffering from different kinds of diseases. I tell you, it's just, man, Lord, how mercy, how blessed we are. When I look at my family, four kids and all of them been healthy. Amen. No health issues at all. Thank God for it. Every time I walk in Texas Children's Hospital, see all those little babies in there with different kinds of afflictions, I say, oh, thank you, Jesus. It's nothing that I have done. It's not because I deserve it, but it's because of God's mercy. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I believe we ought to just praise Him right now. Hallelujah, you are good. You are good. You are good. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms chapter 42, verse number 1. Psalms chapter 42 and verse number 1. I want to remind you, encourage our children. Encourage your children. Get out grandmas and grandpas. Be inviting your grandkids to church. Let's do what we can to get children to Sunday school and uh, see God do great things for them can make a difference in their eternity. Amen. Besides the Sunday school drive that we have going on for this year, amen, it's the difference that it can make in eternity. Amen. And just looking for God to do something. But they need your help. They need parents' help. They need grandma's help. They need grandpa's help. We're all in this together. Can I get a witness? Amen. We're all in this together. Can I get a, a greater witness? 
Amen. It's all about God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good to see Brother and Sister Massengale make it in this morning. Miss them being in the house of the Lord. So glad that you're here today. Psalms chapter 42 and verse number 1. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after Thee, O God. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after Thee, O God. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise before we're seated this morning. (laughs) Praise you, God! We worship you today. We magnify you. We praise you, God. Oh, help us today, Holy Ghost. Why don't you just ask the Lord, speak to me today, God. Speak to me today, God. Help me today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I, I feel something, I, I don't know, just a little different uh, this morning in preparing uh, what I would have to say to the church today. And um, about midweek, I kind of this, this kind of got a hold of my heart and uh, thinking and praying about it. And uh, in, in working this morning, trying to get everything together, and uh, I, I just felt like God just moving me in a little different direction. I may not have a sermon as such today as uh, usual of, of uh, different ways that go through a sermon, sermon, but I do feel that I have just a, a simple word from the Lord for us today. And uh, I want to do my best to give it to you as I feel like the Lord would have, have us to have the Word of God today. And uh, I want to talk to you uh, from this subject this morning, a heart for God. A heart for God. I, I, I don't know uh, why God seems to work this way with me or if it's just my mind that, that only allows uh, uh, to work in this direction that, that it seems that, that when God starts dealing with me about a subject, it's, I can't move on until I, I get completely through with that subject and God kind of moves me in another direction. But as of recently, if you can remember and if you would notice, I have, uh, been preaching about a lot of the sermons that I have preached as of recently, is about the Word of God and the hunger for God and the hunger for God's Word. I preached a few weeks ago about the hunger for God's Word and uh, I talked about people missing the Word of God and uh, missing what God would say to them and the words that God would have for them. That, that someone can be setting in the service and say, oh, I heard from God this morning. And then someone else can be sitting in the same service and wonder, where is God at? I haven't heard from God. Uh, God has not spoke to me in so long. But it's not God's problem. Amen. It's not God's problem. But it is our problem of hearing the Word of God. I talked about a famine for the Word of God. And we often, and I I don't discredit that, I believe that 
That's what the Word of God is speaking about, that there would be a famine uh, for the Word of God. And uh, we, we often look at that, and I, I believe this, that it was a famine because the Word of God was not being spoken. The prophet was not only prophesying about the dark years where there was no, no Word of God, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, from the last prophecy in the Old Testament until uh, the fulfillment of the prophecy of the Messiah being born in the New Testament. And, uh, but then, often we, we look at it in the latter time, of the time, the day and hour that we live in, that there is a famine, not for bread, but for the Word of God, because it is not being spoken that the Lord is not speaking to His people. But I, I do not feel that we're in that place. I feel that we're more in the place of there is a famine for the Word. People are starving to death because they're not hearing the Word of God. They're not ingesting the Word of God. The Word of God just simply seems to flow, and we have got accustomed to it. And uh, we have gotten to the place in life where we're, we're looking, new things catch our attention. You drive down the road a building that has been there for uh, 20 years that has been a major part of the city's, uh, um, the city's uh, landscape that we will drive by and never notice it. I, I, I was just doing this yesterday. I was driving into Beaumont. I noticed on the, the right side of the road, right before uh, you get to Lucas Street, they are tearing down a building. The building is gone. It's tore down. There's just a heap of rubble that was there. And I looked over and I said, what used to be there? I can't, I've drove down that road countless times. I've seen the building countless times. But for the life of me, I cannot remember what the building was, what it looked like. I could not describe it to you because it's become a part of, of everyday life. We notice it no longer. But you let something new pop up and automatically we notice the new thing. I feel that sometime in our spirit, if we're not careful, we get that way with the Word of God. It becomes something old, the moving of God's presence, the Spirit of God. When it moves into the service and starts to take control of the service and people start to worship and people start to pray and people start to repent and people start to renew their consecration and dedication to God. So many times we look and we say, one of those services again, no preaching tonight. Brother Looper ain't going to preach tonight. One of those shouting services again. It becomes what we are accustomed to. To where we do not look at it any longer as the moving of the Holy Ghost and the outpouring of God's Spirit. When the preacher preaches, sometimes we wish, Lord, I wish it would have been a shouting service tonight. I wish the preacher wouldn't have preached tonight. But when we look at the ministry and God's Word Going forth, if we would look at it from this angle, it is God speaking to us. When so many times we look at it on how 
good the preacher is that's preaching, or how he can hold your attention, or how long that he will be in the pulpit before he says, I'm done. Instead of looking at it, it is God speaking to us. I read the Scripture this morning and we know that the heart is simply an animal that the writer is using to illustrate how his heart, his heart, and his soul is hungry for God. It is a psalm as David when he, when he sung, when he wrote this, or he sang this song, was when he was in exile, and he desired to return to Jerusalem. When he was unable to go to Jerusalem because Saul was pursuing him, he was like a wild beast that was hunted on the mountainside, that was chased around the countryside. He was not able to go to the house of worship. He was not able to enter into the holy city of Jerusalem. And he said these words, Because I have not been able to get to the place that I want to be in the presence of God. He said, My heart panteth after thee. My soul is hungry for God. That's what I want to talk to you about today. A heart for God. Where is our heart today? Amen. It's a heart condition. It's about your heart. It's about your heart. When I was doing a little studying on the heart, it talks about uh, the animal, that it says that the heart is found feeding near the waters. That's where it wants to say it's a type of a deer. It says when it is hunted, uh, he will take to the rivers and stay submerged as long as he can possibly hold his breath and swim downstream in the middle so he will not touch the branches or the trees leaving his scent. He thus presents, uh, prevents the hounds from finding his scent. Sometimes he will stay in the water submerged with only his nose sticking out until he feels that it is safe to exit the waters. When he's chased, when, when in, in a chase he becomes faint and longs for the water and he hung, he desires, he's got to have the water. The water is not only life-giving substance. Amen. How many knows anything about dehydration? I, I was uh, riding in a ride a couple of years ago in October, and uh, it was very hot. And uh, I, I was sweating um, extremely bad. And uh, I, I know I, I've done this before, and I know how far I can ride and how fast I can ride. And all of a sudden, I, I felt a change coming over my body. I, I never felt that before. And uh, I, I didn't know if I was having a heart attack. I didn't know if I was about to pass out. But I told the guys riding with me, I said, look, I, I can't go any further. I've got to stop. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. 
but my body feels strange. I feel weird. I just feel different than normal. And uh, <clears throat> I, I sat around a little bit, got the feeling a little better, and and completed part of the ride. And and so it it scared me so bad. I'm I'm not one to go see the doctor. I don't like those places because the first thing they want to do is tell you what all's wrong with you and how you need to be on this drug and that drug and that drug over there. I think they get a kickback from all of those companies. But but don't tell them I said that because I might need them one day. But uh, <clears throat> I I was so I, I was so worried about. What I was feeling and what happened to me, I said, you know, I, I need to make an appointment and go see the doctor. So I, I went and seen the doctor and we talked about it and I told him what was going on. He said, well, we need to, we need to have you checked out. We need to do all these, these examinations. We need to do this test and that test and, and, uh, that test over there and this one, it costs this much money and that one costs that much money. And by the way, what kind of insurance do you have? And so after they found out I had insurance, well, we need to do a lot of tests. So, so we started the testing process, and and they test this and that and that over there and this. They so they they sent me to um, do a stress test to check and see if I had heart trouble because the history of my family. He said, you know, said I was talking to a man that that's a patient of mine and. He come in and he was riding, actually the ride that we rode in. And he said, he come back and he said, man, said, I felt, I felt bad. I just had problems. He said, and I went to the, he said, I felt like I need to come see you. So he sent him and sure enough, he had clogged arteries and had to do open heart surgery. So I'm looking at all this stuff and said, you know, I, I don't think I want to do all that. And uh, so I said, well, let's go get it checked out. So I went and, uh, so I pulled, my, my wife is good about pulling jokes on me. Anybody ever heard about the April Fool joke? So I got her back. She was gone the day that I went to have my stress test, and I kind of gave her a hard time about that. But we found out who's the most important, me or my kids. She was not with me. <clears throat> so <clears throat> she, uh, she was with our kids on a, on a, um, uh, convention. There's two things. Never mind. We won't get into that. But <clears throat> anyway, I found out where I stood in life and uh, it was a little bit below, uh, Tammy and Tiffany. <clears throat> I know I'm way below the other two. I'm the low man on the totem pole at our house. But anyway, uh, she did not go with me. So I was, I was giving her a hard time about that. So I went and took the stress test. So when I got out, uh, <clears throat> the doctor, Come in there, and he seen me. He said, "You know, everything's okay, and all of that's all right." So I was sitting in the truck, and I called her. I said, "Well," she said, "How did it go?" I said, "Well, I had some problems when I was doing the stress test, and they said I need to go to Saint Elizabeth right now, so they're going to do open heart surgery on me." <laughs> so payback is cruel, and. Uh, so uh, after a little while, I, I just talked, and oh, she's upset. Oh, they're going to do it right now. I said, right now. You don't even have time to get back. They said, they got to do it now. They're going to schedule surgery. So so uh, I talked to her a little while, and I hung up. I got to thinking. I said, you know, I ought to let her go on all day like this. I said, <laughs> but I, my better senses kicked in. <laughs> So I called back and I said, you know, I'm just joking. But everything was okay. What they had come up, what the final 
all the examinations, what the final diagnosis was that I must have got dehydrated. And uh, I got too far away from the water bottle. And too far away from uh, the container that holds the water. As the, the, the heart panics, it desires, it longs. Now, now, we look at the heart, and when we think of heart, just on the heart, it's that muscle. It's just, it's just a muscle. It, it just pumps blood. It's not that important. No, it is important. Uh, <laughs> very important. If you don't think it's important, let it stop for about 30 seconds, and you'll find out how important it is. But, but it's just a muscle. But when, when I'm speaking of the heart, it's more than just that muscle that's on the inside of your chest cavity. But it's the very center. It's the very center. Some things that the dictionary has to say about the heart. The center of the total personality of a person. Especially with reference to, to your well-being. Things that you like. Your feelings. Your emotions. Your heart, you know in your heart, speaking of, of terms, of illustrating this, your heart, in your heart, you know that He is an honest man. In the heart, in the very heart of it, in your inner being. The center of your emotions, that's what your heart is. And uh, it's your, especially as... Uh, con, uh, uh, just a parallel of your head, your head, the center, your intellect. His head told him not to fall in love, but his heart has the final say. Your head is telling you one thing, but in your heart, in your heart, it falls. When your head, your senses, your senses is telling you one thing, still, you can't control your emotions, your heart. Your heart is a capacity for sympathy, your feelings, your affections. His heart moved Him to help the needy. Your heart, your spirit, your courage, your enthusiasm, His heart sank when He walked into the room Boy, this is a preacher's heart here. His heart sank when he walked into the room and saw their gloomy faces. <clears throat> you walk into the church with a fiery sermon, feeling all enthused about all God's going to do, and you walk up to the pulpit and you look at people and you go, uh-oh, I'm in the wrong church. <laughs> your innermost being, the central part of anything, the heart. You've heard the saying, let's get to the heart of the matter. The central point, the innermost being of a person. The vital are essential parts, the core, the heart of the matter. Having a heart for God. What's in your heart? 
Is it a desire? Is it a hunger? I told you I'd go a little bit slower this morning, be a little bit different, but just bear with me. Next Sunday might might be better, but I just want to give to you very calmly and slowly what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. What's in your heart? The heart of the matter. Do you still have the same desire? As you did the day you received the Holy Ghost. When you received the Holy Ghost, that's what you are focused on. You're focused on God. Nothing else but God. How many times were you praying and people said, Turn out everything else. Turn off what's going on around you. Somebody said one time they were praying. And they said, people, you know, people want to help people pray, and I believe in that. Man, you shake them, you, you tell them to hang on, you tell them to go off, go off you tell them to, to let go, you tell, tell them to stop, you tell them to give up, don't stop, hang on, whatever you do, don't give up. And other guys, give up. They said, when you learn how to do all that at the same time, that's when you receive the Holy Ghost. That's just people trying to help. That has become a distraction to some people. Now, don't stop praying for people. Don't get me wrong. But the devil has that to become a distraction. So they have to get past all that is going on around them to just give up and surrender. Get to the heart of the matter. My daddy said that when he was praying, there was one guy that would come and get right in his face and start screaming in his face and said he had spit on him. Not not wanting to spit, but you know when you're screaming, spit just comes out of your mouth. And uh, so he said, man, that would... J-. I said, I'd be almost there. And I'd say, oh God, don't let him come by tonight. Don't let him come by tonight. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost tonight. And he said about the time he had started speaking in tongues. Here that, come on, buddy! <laughs> but you have to get to the heart of the matter. Where's your heart at? He was distracted. His heart was distracted on what was going on around him. Sometimes we get distracted by life. And God wants our heart to be a heart that hungers, that longs for Him. As a ruler when he is in trouble says, I, I can't make it until I get to the water. Amen. Amen. I have... I've been, uh, I used to have some rabbit dogs and we'd chase rabbits and then I've been coon hunting with my brother and has those coon dogs. Men, those coons like to go to the water when they get under pressure from those dogs. And those coons, they can, they can, they, they're pretty vicious little animals. And when they get in the water and they get a dog to come on out there after me, big boy. I seen one one night, my brother liked to have a heart attack. He goes in the water after the dog. I'm saying, if I have a dog, a dog that weighs 70 pounds that can't whoop a 10 pound coon, let him drown him. But he goes in the water. I gotta get my dog. That coon had crawled up on top of that dog's head. And he was pushing him under. <laughs> that dog, he was trying his best. I gotta whoop this coon. I gotta get this coon. But he couldn't, that coon was on top of his head. I thought it was pretty entertaining. My brother didn't see it that way. <clears throat> of course, the dog didn't cost me anything. <laughs> I didn't care for him anyway. But, but he, he had a different, but that coon knows if I can get to the water, 
A tree's not always the safest place, but I can get to the water. Just let them come on in the water. Come on after me. Because I'm in a place that I feel comfortable now. I'm in a place that I can fight now. How many times has it been that we've been in the world and the devil is tormenting, the devil is pressuring, the devil is pushing, the devil's trying to drown us in the world of sin. But we know if I can but get to the house of God. As the roe panteth after the waters... So panicked my David said, Lord, if some way, somehow I can just get back to the place that I need to be with you, God. If I can just walk into the holy place where I can feel your presence one more time. I want to tell you, church, there has got to be a hunger and a desire. Our heart has to be a heart for God. Give me the things of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you when church is no longer the most important thing in your life, something is wrong. You've had a heart change. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know, I know sometimes that God performs miracles on different days. But it bothers me, it bothers me, it bothers me as a leader. It bothers me as a pastor. It bothers me as a child of God. Amen. When we're sick on Sunday, and lo and behold, when it gets Monday morning, brother, we got a miracle touch from God. We can miss church to rest up, but don't miss work to rest up for church. I don't think you ought to be laying out of your job, but I want to tell you, where is our heart at today? Where is our heart at? I'm too tired to go to church, but, but I can go to the restaurant and eat. It's a heart issue today, church, where do we have a heart for God? Do we have a heart for God? Do we have a heart for the things of God? Is there still a joy that comes over you when it's time to go to the house of God? As the heart panteth after the water, brother Duplessis already made mention. You can't, you can't, you cannot be saved without the church. You've got to have a place to go to get strength. Now, now I know the day may come that they may shut down the church as we know it. But do you realize, do you understand that in biblical times, they risked their lives together together to worship God together? Do you realize... In certain parts of the world, in communist countries, that they are risking their lives together, together, to read the Word of God together. And here we are, we have it all good, we have it all lovely, everything's going well, and just a little problem. And we stay away from the things of God. It's important. Church is important. Church is important. Oh, that's weak. But church is still important. I'm not preaching this because I'm angry at you. Trust me. From my heart today, I'm preaching it because you've got to get the heart issue right. Right? 
We've got to get it right, church. We're not playing games. We don't have multiple choices at this. We don't have multiple opportunities to get to heaven. But this is one shot. And I want to do it right. When I get to heaven, I want to stand up there and say, God, I tried my best. I've done everything that I could. Oh, I had a heart for you. I loved you. I loved your house. I loved the things of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. We'll go to entertainment. Nothing wrong with entertainment, long as it's good, clean entertainment. Nothing wrong with going on vacation. Nothing wrong with being with your family. I am, you know me good enough. Don't, don't misquote me and don't misunderstand me. I don't, have to, I don't have to go through that with you. You all know who I am. But, but, but we can go this and we can sit in a place. We can sit in a place, in a seat for an hour and a half and never move and be sad when it's over. And man, it looks like a racetrack in church. People in and out, up and down, around about, in the lobby, out of the lobby, around the lobby. Up and down the aisles of church. It's amazing, man. If anybody has kidney problems, a church is a place to go. It, it, it's just put the urge on you. I'm so thirsty I can't hardly breathe. i got to go get a drink of water. That's, that's right. Where's our heart at? It's a heart issue, church. As the heart... The heart, the very inner being of our spirit, it hungers and it longs for the things of God. I used to want to pray, but where is your prayer life now? I used to love to talk to God, but what happened? Now, I used to love to lift my hands and worship, but what happened now? Did God change? God has not changed. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. But something happened to the heart. You've got to get the heart fixed. may not be what you come to hear this morning, but it's what I feel like the Lord has placed on my heart. A heart, a heart for God. We can spend more time on games and social networking, the internet, surfing the web, actually going nowhere, but places that are unprofitable to us. And... No time reading the Word of God. Studying the Word of God. Talking to God. Again, nothing wrong with zoning out every once in a while. But are we so zoned out that we've zoned God out of our life? Where's our heart at? Where's your heart at, young people? Where's your heart at, young people? 
What are you looking at on the internet? What are you surfing on the internet? Where's your heart? What do you listen to on your iPod? Where's your heart? A heart for God? Is it the things of God? Is it, God, I want to get closer to You? I want to do more for You? I'm telling you today, church, you've got to get connected. You've got to get connected to the church. It's not just a place we come on Sunday mornings, but you've got to get connected to the church. If you're going where the church is going, you've got to get connected to the church. It's not my church. It's our church. Where's your heart at? Oh, where's your heart at today? Is it a heart for the things of God? There are so many things that would distract our attention away from God. There's so many things that would lure us away from the things of God. There's so many things that would take us in the wrong direction from God. We have to have a checkup every once in a while. We have to go to the cardiologist every once in a while. Make sure the old ticker's still ticking like it should. We have to go to the altar. What I'm saying is a spiritual cardiologist is this altar. We have to go make our way to the altar every once in a while and say, God, check my heart. I just want to lay out here. Examine me, O God. Amen. David said, search me, O Lord, and see if there's any bad thing in me. Amen. Another place, he said, create in me, O God, a clean heart. Amen. I want to tell you, your heart can be deceitful. Your heart can tell you you're all right when you're not all right. Your heart can tell you to lay back and relax when you need to be paying attention. Amen. But help me, O God, to get my heart right. I want to have a heart for the things of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is our heart so carried away with the things of this world? Is our heart so carried away? No, no, no. We wouldn't have a television in our house. Ain't no way in this world. But we have a computer in our hand that we'll watch the same thing. Where is our heart at, church? It's about our heart. It's about our heart. Where is your heart at today? We've got to have a heart for the things of God. Little by little, we have overruled our conscience. Amen. We have overruled our conscience. To where little by little, our heart gets so cluttered and so messed up and so perverted. We lose our feeling for the things of God. A heart for the things of God. The heart of the matter. Help me, God. I want to have a heart for you. 
Oh, I want to have a heart for the work of God. I want to do what I can to be a witness for You, Jesus. Would we give of our time? Last Sunday night, I was so proud of the church here. Gave $10,000 to the mission work. Thank you so very much. We've averaged over the last three years, I think, somewhere between seventy dollars and $100,000 a year that we place in foreign missions and then home missions. Thank you so much, church. We put... 30, I think it was $38,000 into the work in Galveston last year. That's commendable, church. You're doing a great job. We give of our money, but I want to tell you, God wants your heart. God wants your heart in it. You say, oh, I wouldn't give my tithe. I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't give my offerings if it, if it wasn't, if my heart wasn't in it. But where are you? Where are you heart-wise today? Are you here? Are you hearing what God God would say, would you give your time? Would you give your effort? Would you tighten up just a little bit? Would you learn to be more faithful and dedicated to the house of God? Amen. I want to tell you, it's not a playing game. We don't have time to play. As you see what's going on in this world, church, this thing is winding up. We're in, we're nearing the end of time. We need to work while it's day. We've got to have a heart in it. As I look across this congregation, I see some that's trying to make a heart connection and I see some that's wondering what in the world I'm talking about. What's wrong with the preacher today? Boy, he's off of his game today. No, I'm telling you, I'm on my game today. I feel in the Holy Ghost that God is trying to help somebody to wake up out of your sleep and your slumber and realize there's more important things we've got to make on the things of God. Amen. Let me bring to your attention today that just this week the Prime Minister of Israel was speaking to Congress. Our President would not even have enough respect for him to even go hear his speech and claims that he did not even listen to his speech. Can I remind you that this book says to Israel, he said, this is a vow. This is a vow from God. He said, I'm going to bless those who bless you. And I'm going to curse those who curse you. Amen. We have an administration that is, that is very, very lax. Amen. On terrorism. Amen. It tries to feel compassion and, and heartfelt throbs for the Muslim way of life and their philosophy in life and what they're trying to do. Amen. Trying to help them get nuclear weapons. I want to tell you today, church, we are nearing the end. The blessings of America is because it was number one was a God-fearing nation. Number two, that we've always been protective of God's chosen people. And that would be Israel. I want to tell you today, church, we better realize the signs of the time. It's a hard issue. 
Where's your heart at in these last days? Young people, hear me. You don't have time to go out and sow your wild oats and then pray for a crop failure. You don't have time to go mess around in the world and say one day I'll get back, I'll get right with God. There's not time for playing games. Amen, middle-aged saints of God, hear me today. Don't give up. We're nearing the end. Don't get lax. Don't, don't put down your guard. We're nearing the end. Elderly saints, hear me. Please hear me today. If there's ever a time you are near the end of life. If there's ever a time you need to be sure that your heart's right, that you have a heart for God, we are at that time in life. Young marriage, hear me today. Just because you made it through teenagehood and you made it to an altar where you vowed a vow to one another, does not mean that you can throw up your hands and relax because the devil's still out to kill and to steal and to destroy. You gotta get involved. You gotta get your heart in the church. You gotta get your heart in the church. Hear me, saints of God, you gotta get your heart in the church. Oh, I come, but your heart's gotta be in it. Amen. I'm here. Just thank God that I'm here. Amen. That's, that's what the devil tells me. He says, well, they're here today. Just be glad they're here. I am glad you're here. But I want to tell you there's more than just being here. You've got to be here. Have you ever talked to your kids and they were there? They were hearing you, but you say, are you hearing what I'm telling you? Do what? Now, I was at school. I would say most of the time, but that might be a stretch. I was at school part of the time. But there was lots of times I was there, but man, I was on the lake. I was on the ski boat. I was in the woods hunting. I was doing all kinds of stuff. I was there, but my heart, my heart. Come to the music today, please. A heart for God. If I can just get to where the water is, the little deer says, I know everything's going to be all right. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I can but touch Him, I know I'll be made whole. The men that had the friend that was lame, that was sick with the palsy, said, if we can just get Him to where Jesus is, I know He'll be made whole. All through the Bible, if I can just get where He is, Where He is is where my heart is. A heart 
for God. Oh, man. Don't it feel good to lift your hands? Don't it feel good to feel the presence of God? Don't it feel good to know that God is speaking to me? Don't it feel good to know that God loves you? Man, it doesn't matter what else happens in the world as long as God loves me. As long as my heart is with God. As long as I have a heart for God. As long as I'm serving Him. As long as I'm living for Him. As long as I'm dedicated to Him. Let the world do what it will. But I've got a heart for the things of God. Amen. You look at the contrast of two people. Saul never had a heart for God. Amen. But David said the first thing I'm going to do when I get to be king. I'm going to bring the ark of God. Back. I'm going to bring it to Jerusalem. Amen. Saul left it captured in a foreign land. He didn't care. He didn't worry about it. He didn't. He was not concerned about where it was. But David said, "I got to get the ark back." Oh, I've got to have it back. That's where my heart is. That's where my heart is. That's where my heart is. David run into trouble trying to bring the ark of God back in a wrong manner. Displeasing the God of man lost his life. The ark stayed. But it did not stop David's desire. Some of you has gotten to a certain place with God. Felt like I can't go any further. Every time I get to here, I can't make it on any further. And you get discouraged. But David did not get discouraged. He went back and he said, let's find out how to do this right. Let's seek out the right way. He said, I've got to get the ark of God. He said, how can I live in houses of cedars even when the ark of God is dwelling in a tent? Oh, how can I do this when I need to be there? How can I be here when I need to be in the presence of God? Hallelujah. Let's all stand today. Where's your heart at? Where is your heart at today? Is it a heart for God? I know you're all good people. I know everybody in this place today loves God. It's obvious or we would not even be here. But I'm saying, when I speak of the heart, what's the center point? What really motivates us? What really makes us tick? What really makes us move? What really makes us go? What really drives us? Hallelujah. 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 Where's your heart at? I want everybody in this place right now, if you would, just close your eyes. If you want to lift your hands. I want everybody just to talk to the Lord just a moment. 
I want you just to ask the Lord, search me, oh God. Find my heart today. Reveal to me where my heart is. Let me know where my heart's at, God. Why don't you just ask God that right now? Where's my heart at, God? Reveal to me. God's been trying to reveal to you in this message this morning. He's been trying to talk to you. Oh, God. Oh, God, help me.